Samuel was told by God to go to the house of Jesse. And Jesse had a bunch of sons. And one of those sons, Samuel was to anoint to be the next king of Israel. So what happens is, is the first, the first uh, son walks in and Samuel says, oh man, this guy looks like a king. Tall, is handsome, dashing, looks very royal, but looks very kingly. And God says these words. Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz and this is Ascension Presents. He says, no, I've not selected him because man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks into the heart. After a bit, they track down David and bring him in and God says, that's the one, anoint him, right? But that verse is, man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks in the heart. And the question I have is like, okay, so what does God see when he looks in the heart? I, mean, I don't know if you've ever asked that question. So they can say, okay, great. This is wonderful that God, you don't look at the outward appearance. So we're not qualified or disqualified by our outward appearance. But you look at the heart, what kind of heart, A, do you see? And B, what kind of heart are you drawn to? Because maybe it's this, maybe it's, it's like, yeah, the Lord looks at the heart, but he looks at the strong heart, the powerful heart, the courageous heart, the grace-filled heart, the patient heart. Maybe it's all the good hearts. Maybe he looks at my heart and he still rejects me. That's the possibility, right? The Lord does not, man looks at the outward appearance and qualifies or disqualifies, but the Lord looks in the heart. So God, what do you see when you look at my heart? That's, that's a, I think it's a good prayer to be able to actually talk to the Lord today about this and say, okay, okay, God, what do you see when you look at my heart? What kind of heart actually draws you? Many places in scripture make a reference to the heart and, and the kind of heart that the Lord is drawn to. In fact, scripture says, the humble and contrite heart, you will not spurn. The humble and contrite heart, you do not despise. Scripture in another place says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. So let's, let's look at this. So they, wait a second. There's three things. There's three aspects of the heart that God looks in, right? Not the outward appearance, but the Lord sees the heart. And there's three aspects, the humble heart, the contrite heart, and the broken heart. So what do we need? A humble heart. What's a humble heart? Well, very simply, a humble heart is a heart that knows the truth, right? A humble heart is a heart that lives in the truth. Whether that truth, you know, we, we know what humility is, right? Humility is, is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. But it's not even that. Humility is being willing to tell the truth. So if you're amazing, humility tells the truth that you're amazing. If you are weak, the humility tells the truth that you're weak. One of the big <laughs> statements the humble heart makes is, God, you are God and I am not. A humble heart is simply an honest heart. Again, not perfect heart, not strong heart, not brave heart, <laughs> but the humble heart, the heart that simply tells the truth, the heart that is honest with strength and with weakness, with victory and with failure. That's so important. So the humble heart. Secondly, it says the contrite heart. The humble and contrite heart, you do not despise. You will not refuse. So the contrite heart, think about this. You know, what's contrite? What's, what's contrition? Contrition is sorrow for sin, right? So what do you need to have contrition? Well, you need to have sinned. In order to have sorrow, I mean, just like, let's do some logic here. In order to have sorrow for sin, you need to have first sinned. So the humble, honest heart, and the contrite heart, the heart that is sorry for one's sin, the qualifications you need to have a contrite heart is you have to have failed, right? You have to have, have failed to live up to what God is calling you to. We have to have said no to God. But that heart that is repentant of that, the heart that's contrite, the heart that says, God, I'm sorry, the Lord is drawn. I mean, think about this. If right now, in this moment, if you were to even simply say, God, I'm sorry, the Lord is drawn to you. In fact, it's only by his grace that we can even say we're sorry. But to realize this, in this moment right now, if you have a humble heart, a heart that's willing to be honest, a contrite heart, a, willing, a heart that's willing to say, God, I have failed, I have sinned, I have fallen, and I'm sorry, 
the Lord is drawn to you. And the last is, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. And to just realize this, to realize the truth that it's not, again, the strong-hearted, it's not the brave-hearted, it's not the, the whole-hearted. The Lord is close to the broken-hearted. If you have a broken heart, broken by life, broken by grief, broken by suffering, broken by others' sins, or even your own sins, the Lord is close to the broken-hearted. This incredible truth, this incredible line that comes from, you know, 1 Samuel, that man looks at the outward appearance and either he qualifies or disqualifies, but the Lord looks at the heart. What kind of heart draws the Lord? Humble, contrite, broken-hearted. The honest heart, the sorry heart, and the broken heart. If you have any one of those kinds of hearts right now, the Lord is close to you and you're, <laughs> he is drawn to you. Because why? Because he sees it. He sees that heart that's in your chest. He sees that, that heart that, uh, that he doesn't reject. Here's the truth. God loves you. And he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, so that you could know that love and that love could actually save you in this life and in eternity. So if you're broken, if you're humbled, and if you're contrite, he's close to you. For all of us here, Dissension Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless.